The following is transcribed. Welcome to Bat Soup, the never-nutritious, definitely delicious podcast dedicated to the old-time radio adventures of Superman and the dynamic duo. Buckle your utility belts for lots of clock-watching, plenty of cracking whys, and run-on sentences galore. Before we get to today's adventure, let's pause for this important message. Gang, we're so excited about the news, we can hardly stand it. Coming soon, you'll see specially marked cans of bat soup that now feature new swell prizes. In fact, our first swell prize is going on to the assembly line this week, and boy, you're gonna love it. Of course, it's a secret for now, but believe you me, it's a dandy. And how do you get these swell prizes? Well, that's the best part. You don't have to do anything special, except have your mom look for specially marked cans of never-nutritious, definitely delicious bat soup the next time she goes grocery shopping. Or maybe the time after that. We're not sure yet. And of course, it depends on how much of that delicious bat soup you're consuming. But don't worry, it won't be long now. Keep listening for more news on these swell prizes, gang. And now, back to... Bat soup. Battery sold separately. And now, Bat Soup presents today's adventure, part 10 of Looking for Kryptonite, as originally broadcast on December 17th, 1945. Kellogg's Bat! The super delicious cereal presents the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. And today his friends, Batman and Robin, find themselves prisoners of the secret society they have been trying to find. We'll join them in a moment. But right now, here's a word from Dan McCullough. Say, you know what I heard the other day? Well, I heard that one of the kids in our block always makes it a point to hang around when his mother is making out her grocery list to remind her to get some Kellogg's Pep. Yes, sir, that young fellow likes to eat lots of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal. And he's mighty eager to collect more of those nifty comic buttons Pep is putting out. Aren't they, honeys? The colors are so bright, and the pictures of your favorite funny sheet characters stand out like anything against that clear white background. And how those buttons do show off when you wear them pinned on your jacket or your dress or cap. Why, they make you feel like strutting around. And for doggone good fun, you can't beat the excitement of trading duplicates with your pals and getting another comic button to add to your collection. Maybe it'll be Skeezix or Herbie or even Superman himself. And don't forget how easy it is to collect all 18 different buttons in the series. Now, you don't send in any money, not even a box stop, and you can't buy them anywhere. But every time Mom opens a new package of Kellogg's Pet, there's a swell prize inside for you. One of those humdinger comic buttons or a military insignia or warplane button. Ask Mom to get you some P.E.P. Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, the adventures of Superman. While aiding Superman in his search for two stolen pieces of kryptonite, the strange deadly element which gave the late Atom Man his terrible atomic power, Batman and Robin were captured by a mysterious criminal organization using the symbol of a crescent moon and star, believed by our friends to have knowledge of the kryptonite. 
and the gang headquarters, a bogus sanitarium near Metropolis, Batman and Robin were placed in a basement dungeon known as Room Zero, where, to their dismay, they watched the steel ceiling slowly move down on them, a fraction of an inch at a time. It is now 8.30 in the morning, and we find them both seated on the cold concrete floor, the lowered ceiling now only inches above Batman's head. Although they have succeeded in loosening the ropes which bound their hands and arms, the situation still seems hopeless. Listen. Ceiling dropped again. What will we do, Batman? Oh, I hate to say it, Robin. But I'm afraid this time we're in a spot we can't get out of. Oh, don't talk like that. If only someone knew we were here. Inspector Henderson or... Oh, why you're dreaming, sonny boy. Make it Superman. Sure, why not? What's that? The slot in the bottom of the door. Our friend Mr. Smith probably wants to tell us another bedtime story. I can only get my hands on him. I tell him one that I'd put in there sleep for a long time. Are you gentlemen enjoying the view in there? Sure. Gets better every minute. Why don't you come in and enjoy it with us, bud? We're sociable guys. <laughs> Thank you. But I prefer to watch from out here. Let me see. It is just 8.33. The ceiling lowers at a rate of one foot per hour. At 9.33, you will have to crouch on your hands and knees. At 10.33, you will be lying flat. At approximately 11 o'clock... All aboard! Train leaving for Buffalo on track six. Woo-woo! I wonder if you'll find things so amusing at 11 o'clock when the ceiling finally reaches the floor. <laughs> Dropped another quarter of an inch. <laughs> well, my friend. We're very well, thank you. How are you, Mr. Rat? Now, don't be nasty to the gentleman, Robin. Ah, you are stupid fools. By now it should be clear to you that we of the Crescent and Star mean business. In a matter of hours, you will both die horrible deaths unless you tell us what we want to know. You mean where we got the silver coin with the crescent and star on it? Yes. And how much do you know about us? Tell me and I will release you. I give you my word. I wouldn't take your word if you swore in a stack of Bibles. Release us first. And then maybe we'll tell you. Maybe. (laughs) Do you hear that? The ceiling dropped again. This is your last chance to save your lives. I will not give you another. Well, what do you say? Go paddle your papers on some other corner, bud. All right, then. Die. Die like the stupid idiots you are. Wait, Mr. Smith. Come back. What the... So you change your mind, huh? Well, go ahead. Talk. No, 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 Robin. Yes, I'll talk. I'll talk. What do you want to know? Robin. Where did you find that silver coin? In your father's mustache. (laughs) 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 Well, that's that. Yeah, you had me worried for a minute. I've been worried for the last five hours. Maybe he's right, Batman. Maybe we are making jokes to cover up. Are you frightened? Well, I'm not too happy. Let's take another look around the walls. Oh, what's the use? We've been over them a hundred times. They're concrete, and there isn't a crack in them big enough for an ant to crawl through. I know, but... Oh, there goes the ceiling again. It'll be ceiling zero soon. Too soon. Lower and lower, inch by inch, the heavy ceiling descends to the floor, and Batman and Robin give up all hope. Meanwhile, alarmed because he has been unable to find any trace of his friends, Superman, in his guise of Clark Kent, is in the office of Police Inspector Henderson, who is just completing a telephone conversation. You sure he's not holding out on you, Healy? Okay, then. Bring him back to Metropolis. Right. So long. 
That stool pigeon you trailed last night, Kent, Squealy Evers? Yeah. I sent Healy out to Rockville. Uh-huh. He and the local police put Squealy on the pen. They did, eh? All stoolies are yellow and Squealy's no exception. He talked. Yes? It won't help us much. He doesn't know where Batman and Robin are. And he doesn't know anything about the mob who use the crescent moon and star for their symbol. Uh-oh. All he knows is that there is such a mob. And if he hears anybody asking about them, he's supposed to tip off Patsy at the Golden Willie nightclub. Well, what was he doing at the Golden Lily last night? And why did he skip town? He says when Batman and Robin fought their way out of the dark ambush he walked them into, he figured they'd add up the right numbers and know he'd put in the tip for the ambush at the coffee shop. Uh-huh. So he hustled back there and hid across the street in the doorway. And sure enough, about an hour later, Batman and Robin showed up with you. So he rushed over to the Golden Lily and told Patsy the coffee shop waiter might leak. And to expect company. Then? Then Patsy gave Squealy the keys to his car and told him to beat it out of town and lay low for a while. And then I trailed Squealy half the night for nothing. Maybe not. What do you mean, Inspector? Squealy's information gives me a little more ammunition to use on Pat Simo. On whom? Charlie Pat Simo is Patsy, the owner of the Golden Lily. Oh. And I'll bet my shield he's mixed up in the disappearance of Batman and Robin. We know he's somehow tied up with the Crescent and Star Mob. And Batman and Robin were last seen at his place. Oh, yes, but that's... Now, my hunch is, they followed the girl. And she steered them into a trap. And Patsy... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What girl? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot to tell you. I've got it right over here. There you are. Take a look at this photograph, Kent. Uh Uh-huh. You see, we do a little detective work, too. You're not the only Sherlock. Wait, Scott, look, Inspector. This girl's wearing an ornament in her hair, and it's a crescent moon and star. Well, why do you think I showed you the picture? Well, but who is she? She was introduced as Gloria Garrett, star of the London Music Halls. I called Scotland Yard about an hour ago. And? They never heard of Gloria Garrett in London. Uh Uh-oh. And so far, nobody's heard of her here either. Well, now, wait a minute. We can trace her through Patsy, can't we? He and the Crescent and Star Mob must have planted her at the Golden Lily and arranged for her to be introduced, knowing that if Batman and Robin were there, they'd follow her. That's what I figure. And as soon as we get Patsy down here, I'm going to put the screws on him. Good. I've always been sure he's a crook, but he's a smart potato, and we've never been able to pin anything on him. Well, do you think you can now? At least enough to make him talk? I hope so. I've got an alarm out for him, and we should pick him up soon. Then we're going to crack this case while... Excuse me. Sure. Hello? Oh, yes, Donovan. Did you get him? What? No. I see. Okay. Yeah, that's right. See you later. What's the matter, Inspector? They just picked up Patsy. Oh, good. Not so good. They found him floating in the harbor with a knife in his back. Stunned, Clark Kent's jaw drops. The old owner of the Golden Lily was their only link in the chain of circumstances revolving about Batman and Robin's sudden disappearance. But that link is broken forever. Now what? We'll return in a moment to find out. But first, here again is your announcer. Gang, talk about bright, sparkling color. Why, you can't beat those comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pep. Those red and black and blue pictures of your favorite comic strip characters are real eye-catchers. The pictures are so true to life that, well, you'd almost think they're going to talk to you. Take Harold Teen, for instance. His hair is combed just so, like in the funny papers, and he's grinning away as if he's just heard a big joke. And Smiling Jack looks mighty natural, too, in his trim-looking uniform. And Superman in bright blue jersey with red Superman insignia and that red cape flying in the wind. Yes, sir, every single one of those 18 different comic buttons is really on the beam. 
And you get the extra fun of trading duplicates with your friends, too. So better get busy on your collection. Ask Mom to get you some of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet, because that's the only way you can get these comic buttons. You don't send in either money or box stops. And you can't buy them anywhere. But inside every package of Pep, there's an exclusive prize. One of these nifty comic buttons or a military insignia or warplane button. It's your prize from P.E.P. Pep. Made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now back to the adventures of Superman. Shocked when they learned that Patsy, owner of the Golden Lily nightclub, had been found murdered, Clark Kent and Inspector Henderson hurried to the club on the waterfront which in the bright light of day is deserted except for a porter who listlessly sweeps the floor between the empty tables. Searching the place thoroughly, Kent and Henderson finally ended up in Patsy's small private office on the little balcony above the dance floor, where the inspector has gone through the dead man's desk. Uh, not a thing here to show that Patsy even knew about the Crescent and Star Mob, Kent. Not a note, not an unexplained phone number, nothing. The boys couldn't find anything in his hotel either. How did he contact them? I don't know, but I'm worried, Inspector. It's a quarter past ten. Batman and Robin have been missing since midnight. Well, admit I'm worried myself. But what can we do? Patsy is dead. We can't find Gloria Garrett and nobody else can tell us anything about the Crescent and Star. I can't understand how the... Wait a minute. What's that? What's what? In here. Well, that's the storeroom. We went through it. Yes, but I think we missed something. Come here a minute. Well, what is it? Look, a phonograph. Well, what about it? Listen to this. Oh, we haven't time to play records, Kent. Listen, listen. Yeah. You hear that? So what? You remember the song? Of course, all alone. Irving Berlin wrote it, but what's that? This phonograph record is the answer to our prayers. What? Are you nuts? No, I'm not. In a minute or two, the telephone on that desk is going to ring. And you are going to answer it. Yeah? And who will it be? A member of the Crescent and Star Mob. Now, listen. For a long moment, Inspector Henderson stares at Kent as though he were certain the Daily Planet reporter is out of his mind. In the background, the phonograph needle scratches on the recording of the once popular song, All Alone. How does Kent know the phone will ring? And why is he so certain it will be a member of the Crescent and Star mob calling? In the meantime... Batman and Robin, with only a scant 45 minutes to go before the ceiling of their incredible torture chamber drops to the floor, are in mortal danger. From now on, the action is tense, exciting, and mysterious. So don't miss a single word of it. Tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, as the famous Batman and Robin join in The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC publications. Say, gang, get a load of this. Kellogg's Variety's back. That's the famous variety carton of six swell Kellogg cereals in ten separate packages. Makes breakfast more fun than a picnic. With Kellogg's variety on the table, you can choose among Kellogg's Rice Krispies, Pep, Corn Flakes, Shredded Wheat, Crumbles, and Bran Flakes. Simply help yourself to your favorite. Each box holds a fresh, crisp, heaping portion. 
So ask Mom to get Kellogg's Variety right away. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. That was part 10 of Looking for Kryptonite from the Adventures of Superman. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a like and subscribe to Bat Soup so you'll be in the know when we drop new episodes. That'll wrap things up for this episode of Bat Soup, but be sure to tune in next time when you'll hear Mr. Jones say... Don't like this. I don't like it at all. <laughs>